Hello, my name is Kevin Cook and welcome to the February edition of Access Live. And with us today is City Manager Tony Delgado. Tony, how are you today? Very good, Kevin. Thanks for the invite, as always. Well, thank you for always being our first guest of the day. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Well, we got a lot happening. It's February. We were just talking before the cameras became live and how time flies. We're in the middle of February already. And we've got a lot of things happening. We're about to start budget preparation. Yeah, we're reach, reaching the midpoint of our budget year, and that's why it feels like time's flying. Because yes. Our budget year starts in October of every year, and so we're reaching that midpoint, which means we'll start having our meetings with City Commission, our budget, our business planning meetings, our strategic planning meetings, spending a lot of time with each and every department throughout the summer, trying to get a good idea and a good handle of where some expenditures need to happen in order for us to move some of our projects forward. And then ultimately uh, meet with the commission in September, having two hearings that are open to the public. Uh, and then if all goes well, we'll have a balanced budget leading into October 1st. Woo! Yeah, it's always a good day when we have that. And budget. we've got some big projects that we're going to be working on this year, mm -hmm. starting oh, uh, start, Lake Crago. Yeah, Lake Crago fairly soon. I think you're going to start seeing some work being done. I know some expen uh, some of the financing has just been finalized, so we're moving some of that over. It's going to be a wonderful park. It's going to be different than a lot of the parks we yes. have in Lakeland. It's going to have significant conservatory and nature water features to it. And I think that's going to be pretty special. Um, obviously, continue. we got spring training starting in 13 days. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So baseball season's upon us again. Uh, the Tigers, pitchers, and catchers have moved, are moving in. We saw all the equipment move in over the weekend, which is always a sign that it, uh, spring training is right around the corner. Uh, but with that, we expect a lot of people down here looking at uh, not only spring training baseball throughout the state, but specifically in, in, in Lakeland because it's the home of the Detroit Tigers. I've already seen a lot of the Michigan plates driving around the city, so I know they're excited. I got behind one yesterday, and they were creeping, sightseeing <laughs> Sue going down uh, hey, Cleveland another, Heights. I like when they sightsee. <laughs> we want them to sightsee in Lakeland. Hopefully, they'll stop into some of the restaurants. Too. Absolutely. Well, there's one thing that uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about sure. today, uh, and that's a Confederate monument in Munn Park. Mm -hmm. We were recently, we were hit with a lawsuit and that was thrown out by the federal, judge the federal courts yeah. federal courts and we have been told by you in a recent meeting to start moving forward with the relocation can you just give us a, a small yeah, the, update the commissioner the commission meant at their normal city commission meeting on monday and we had asked them um since the federal lawsuit was thrown out and obviously there's still the possibility of some state repeals and appeals happening um, we asked them if they felt it was uh, time for us to start moving on the project plan that we had. And the commission uh, unanimously asked us to go ahead and move forward. So the public is going to start seeing some things happen. The monument's not going to move them off. No. But it will, it, once we do some of the preparatory work, which we have to do at Veterans Park in preparation for the monument to go there, we have to do some work in Munn Park in order to move the monument and then ultimately relocate it. We have to do work around the monument have to prepare for once again rehabilitating the area around Mun Park. And so these things are starting to happen. I would uh, guess that within the next week to 10 days, the public is going to see uh, fencing being put up. They're going to see some concrete work being done. They're going to see possibly flowers being pulled out, irrigation being, being redone. And then hopefully we'll get a plan from the contractor fairly soon on a schedule for the actual uh, removal and relocation of 
And that's one thing that I want our public to know. We're not taking the monument down. We're not destroying the monument. We're not going to put it in stores like some other communities. We're actually going to move it to a place that's probably better fitting, Veterans Park. That's where we have a lot of statues, monuments, uh, memorializing those that have fought in the wars yes. here. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a lovely place behind the RP Funding Center. And if you haven't gotten a chance to go to Veterans Park, I invite you to do so. Uh, I took a stroll through there uh, about a month ago and took a small video. And we posted it on our Facebook page. But it, it really is uh, a very nice It's a pristine, a pristine area, and it, 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 I think it'll be a great location for the Confederate Monument. Um, obviously, what people have asked, what are you going to do at Moon Park? Um, nothing. I mean, and simply, we're going to go ahead and rehabilitate that ground. We're going to leave it open. We believe that today it would be a great place if we were going to do special events there to, to move in the stage, the portable stage that we have, or to do other things. It really opens up the park to utilization of additional special events that are happening all the time in the city and gives us another location to go ahead and do it outside of, you know, the Lake Mayor Promenade, uh, Francis Langford Promenade, excuse me, and all that other Well, Tony, you and I have been around for a long time yeah, here in Lakeland, and we've seen a blighted downtown that has really become mm -hmm. a thriving place. So I really think that uh, having special events in Munn Park, more than that we do, more than we do now, is just going to enhance it even further. Oh, ab absolutely. I think that's what the public is looking for. They want to have things to do in Lakeland, and it helps make Lakeland that special place everybody likes to live and work in. I mean, just recently, we've been rolling out what we consider to be the 25-30 year catalyst plan, and I think everybody in the public probably saw something in the ledger here recently, uh, and that's been kind of rolled out slowly over the last couple of months so that we can get some input from the public and certain stakeholders that are going to have to be part of this. And I can tell you, in the next 25, 30 years, the plans around the RP Funding Center and the plans in downtown are going to be uh, really special. And if they come to fruition, they're going to be something everybody can be really proud of. And some may happen sooner than 20 to 30 years. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I, 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 we give that 30-year window because of the need to go ahead and secure lands, financing, right. funding. It's not something we have money in the coffers tomorrow to go ahead and do. Uh, but... The hope is we can seed and we can get private development to go help us as we as we move forward. So we have quite a few guests today. We have yeah. Chuck Barmby. He is our senior transportation Fan, planner. He's going to talk about the plan. Dixieland Road Diet. Yeah, this is something that I know a lot of people have heard about. It's gotten some bit of controversy from some folks. But really, this road diet is going to give us a good idea if changing the corridor within Dixieland is going to, A, handle safety, and safety is key in all this. It's a tight corridor. A lot of trucks and cars go down there. A lot of pedestrians walking the sidewalk yes. very close to that roadway. So it's going to give us an idea if we can enhance the safety of that corridor, but also provide some in, in, uh, impetus for additional economic development. Bingo. And that, that will be... B and a key to that process. And you're going to hear Chuck talk about a little bit later, but that's one of the things that FDOT is, has mentioned. Mm -hmm. And they don't really talk too much about the economic side of tra transportation planning, but this is one project that they're looking at not only the, the, the movement of transportation, people, automobiles, the multimodal, but also economic development. economic development. I mean, you know, part of this, right now, cars are going through that corridor in a way that they don't look around them. Right. They're more concerned, rightfully so, about the traffic in front of them, behind them, and next to them. Um, with the road diet, the thought is, is that cars will slow down a little bit, they'll get a chance to see the environment around them, and they'll get a chance to see some of the really, really excellent shops and, and restaurants and small 
small merchants that are along Dixieland, and hopefully they stop and, and, and they buy a few things or have a little food. Absolutely. And we've seen uh, a resurgence in businesses coming to Dixieland as well. We also have Gene Jen, and uh -huh. he is our manager of solid waste. We're going to talk a little bit about recycling. Yeah, There's a lot of uh, various entities and municipalities in Polk County, and we all recycle differently. But I will tell you, Lakeland has one of the most robust programs in Polk County. And we're going to hear from Gene Jen on that. And we always are looking at cost savings. And right. the more you recycle, the less goes to the dump means the less tipping fees that you, the taxpayers have to pay. Exactly. And then it allows us to do things like recycling programs. Right. And, and enhance some of the things that we do in solid waste collection. Gene's excellent. His team are excellent. They're going to, I'm sure he'll give uh, the folks uh, an idea of the differences between all the recycling programs within Polk County and the cities within Polk County. Um, we have a commitment to it. There was a time where the commodities weren't really producing right. uh, the amount of uh, funding that we needed in order to maintain the program. But the commission was committed to it. Our team is committed to it. And so it's not all about dollars and cents. It's about doing the right thing for the environment. And so I think Gene's going to be able to explain that. Well, we're going to be introducing a survey to the citizens shortly. And we're going to ask for your input on some of these things as well. So that we're going to talk about that. It's Black History Month. We got Natalie Gallen with Parks and Recreation here to talk about the Black History Festival going on. We also have Kevin Polk, who's with Hollis Gardens, who's going to talk about Plante Exoticum. And that's a Latin word I yeah, can't, I don't even know, but yes. Kevin knows everything about those plants, so he'll be able to. Got a lot going on. I just want to say thank you thank very you. much, Tony, As always, for, for being it. here. And we're going to bring Gene Jin in, and we're going to talk about recycling. Thank you, Tony. Thank, thank you. Gene's making his way in from the green room. Come on, Gene, have a seat. How are you today, Gene? I'm good. How are you, Kevin? Fantastic. Thanks for being here today. Well, we just had City Manager Tony Delgado on with us, and we talked just a little bit about the philosophy that Lakeland has with recycling and the fact that our commission are dedicated to, to funding it. So let's just talk recycling for just a few minutes. We are a little bit different than Polk County. What are the items that you can recycle here with Lakeland's program? Lakeland's program, you can recycle um, fiber. And when I say fiber, I'm talking about paper, okay. cardboard. And, and the, really, the rule of thumb there is anything you can tear, uh, which is paper, is recyclable. Yeah. Uh, plastics, one through seven. So if your plastic bottle clear plastic bottle. The big question is, can you recycle water bottles? Absolutely in our program, yes you can. Uh, milk jugs, water bottles, uh, anything that has a numbered... Detergent bottles. Detergent bottles, colored, clear, translucent, all those. Um, aluminum cans, tin cans, um, empty aerosol cans, and... Um, How about glass? Glass, absolutely. All colors of glass in the program, uh, acceptable. Well, that's good to hear. We get asked a lot of times by our residents of uh, why doesn't Polk County recycle certain items? And we can't really talk for Polk County, but we can sure. talk for us. And we had a, uh, a chance to go out to the materials recycling facility, right? Material recovery, recovery facility. Recovery <laughs> facility. That's the MRF. 
and yes. it was unbelievable the operation out there yeah there's a lot of uh, hand sorting that goes on a lot of uh, the first thing that comes in everything comes in as we, what and we have a few pictures you can see that the hand sorting here yeah um, and actually this is a, a little bit larger picture of uh, the items going by on a conveyor as individuals are, are sorting. Go yep. ahead. So the first thing that comes in is things, probably one of the chief problems with our recyclables is people tend to bag their recyclables. They put things in bags and we really want people to stop using bags in their recycling and just put the stuff in your cart loose. Uh, the plastic bags cause problems with the machinery. A lot of times things comes in plastic bags and if, if the recyclers can't see in there to see what's in it, um, it ends up as trash. Uh, even if it is a black bag completely full of recyclables, it ends up in the garbage. So the best thing you can do is put it in loose so it can go down the conveyor belt and be sorted uh, like it like it should be. Well, I was actually going to pull up a picture if, if it'll get there. I uh, don't uh, think that I have an old here. It's low. It's trying to load. There it is. So this is I know this is kind of tiny picture but you can actually see the, the plastic bags getting caught in the cogs of the the conveyors that that uh, bring the recyclables through for individuals to sort. Christina asked do you have to rinse glass jars before placing in a recycling bin? The best thing to do is to rinse the glass jars uh, if it has any residue in it. Clean and dry is the best way to put it in your recycle bin. Um, rinse it out with water, let it air dry and it can probably air dry while it's uh, waiting to be recycled. There you go. That was a great question. Thank you, Christina. So the biggest contaminant that we have in our recycle program mm -hmm. are the plastic bags. Plastic bags. So we have individuals that, and I know the Cook family was guilty of this for a long time until Gene corrected us, but we would put, uh, take one of those plastic Publix bags, one of those plastic bags that you get when you get your groceries, and we would put our recycled water bottles in there, and then we'd just go dump it in the recycle bin, and that is a no-no. Exactly. Well, we're, we're not saying that plastic bags aren't recyclable. They just are not recyclable in the City of Lakeland program. If you collect those plastic bags, specifically your shopping bags, tie them, put all the bags in one bag, take it to Publix with you when you go get some... Uh, um, uh, groceries. groceries. Yeah, yeah, that's what they sell at Publix. And uh, they have bins out front. You can put them in there and uh, and you're good. Or just reuse reusable bags. And and think about this. If you were sorting and if you that was your job and, and if you saw just a bag come through, you don't know what's in the bag. You can't see through the bag. And some people put those garbage, like those black kitchen garbage bags full of recyclables and throw them in there. And when they're tied, you don't know what's in it. And you certainly you're suspecting garbage so you're mm -hmm. not going to open it up and contaminate the other recyclables so you're just going to throw it away so even though you may be doing a good thing in recycling however the way it's done um, our individuals at work at the MRF do not know if it's uh, contaminated or not so it's just getting thrown away exactly uh, the best thing really is to put your recyclables in your cart loose uh, that way uh, we know that they're recyclable um, they're not contaminated and uh, they can make it to the MRF and be processed into uh, individual commodities and recycled. So if you ever want to see any information on the Lakeland's recycling program, you can actually easily find it. And I'll show you this. If you're from Lakeland Gov's homepage, we have a most visited, uh, one of our icons, just 
click the trash and recycling button and it'll take you right there. I just had it up. Here it comes. We're a little slow. There we are. And you can find all the information on our residential trash and recycling program. And one question we get asked all the time, we'll have an individual call and, and start not really complaining, but sharing an issue with us about recycling. We find out that they aren't a Lakeland customer. There's mm -hmm. one thing that differentiates our Polk County neighbors and Lakeland. What is that? Uh, it is quite honestly the color of your cart. Yes. Uh, if you are a serviced by the city of Lakeland, your garbage cart is green and your recycling cart is blue. If you're out in Polk County, um, your garbage cart is gray and your recycling cart is black with a yellow lid. So green and blue, you're in the city of Lakeland. Green and blue, Lakeland colors. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's good to know. We will be starting a survey starting beginning of March. Beginning of March. And what we're going to be doing is asking our customers, recycling customers, if you could just share with us some information on how you recycle. And, and most of all, we want to inform you about contaminants. So look for that. If you uh, receive a Lakeland Electric utility bill, you'll see in our bill stuffer uh, an article in the March edition talking about the survey. You'll also see it on all of our social media pages in the very near future. And here's just a little teaser of it. Um, as you can see, this is our citizens perspectives and it gives you a little bit of background on what the issue is. And then it asks you to go in and, and take the survey. Um, we, it's one open-ended question and then we're gonna to talk to you a little bit more about uh, some things that you can do to help us reduce the number of contaminants in the recycles. Well, thank you so much, Gene. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate, appreciate you being here. Thank, thank you. you. We're looking forward to that survey starting in March. Well, thanks. Thank you. Our next guest is Chuck Barnby. He is our senior transportation planner with the city of Lakeland. And Chuck is coming fresh out of a meeting to come see us. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Dixieland Road Diet. Chuck, get close. This is television. All right. Good morning. <laughs> How are you today? Excellent. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'll tell you what, can we give these to our executive producer, Nate Graham, and he's going to put them up so we can talk a little bit about them. So the first image, we're going to, first of all, we have a public meeting coming up March 7th Correct. at the RP Funding Center starting at... I think right now we're looking at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, and we're going to be introducing the road diet uh, to the public. Correct. And tell us a little bit about what we expect out of that meeting, March 7th. Um, really, at this point, what we're looking to do is get the, get the public engaged on the upcoming test. And it's just a one-year-long test just to see whether or not a road diet in the corridor will work. Um, at this point, we're just letting folks know in terms of project schedule, generally what the project will look like, um, give them an idea of what the limits are going to be, and then uh, just basically just bring them into the process. Um, what's very unique about this and, and, and the area we're looking at is between Ariana and Lime Street is that um, it will give the motorists, the public, the business owners an idea of whether or not going from five lanes to three lanes on Florida Avenue is a good idea. Yeah. Um, you know, and so this is really the very start of the process. And this is a pilot program. A pilot project. So what does that mean? That um, essentially it is just a test. Um, the city commission back in 2017 asked the OT. Um, to pursue a one-year test for a road diet in the corridor. Um, and basically beyond that, it's really going to be what the public 
uh, what their response is, what the data shows, and ultimately it'll be the city commission's decision on whether or not we ask DOT to move forward with a permanent road diet. So we have a public meeting March 7th. We're going to introduce this to the public. And at that point in time, what are we going to share with them? I know you have some diagrams with us, but can we first of all look at this one and we can kind of show what some of the possible changes are? Exactly. What we'll be able to do is we'll be able to show everybody uh, what the what the basically the cross section of the road design is going to look like for that one year period. Uh, DOT is going to be constructing or installing uh, four foot wide concrete separators um, inside the existing between the sidewalk and the existing travel lanes, um, restructuring the road to widen out the travel lanes to an eleven foot width. I mean, right now, I mean, directly that corridor, Ooh, it's tight. It's tight. It's between <laughs> eight and a half and nine feet wide, which is nowhere close to an industry standard. So, 11 foot wide lanes uh, will be resurfaced. You'll have the concrete separators on the outside of the road. And then there will be uh, some landscaping, some planters between the new concrete and the sidewalk that give the pedestrians and the businesses an idea of what the core will look like from their perspective. And when will we start to see that construction take place? Right now, estimated. Estimated construction is spring of next year. So, okay. uh, the intent is to start construction after spring training. Um, as traffic starts to die down. So not this year? Not this year, but next year. Okay. The design will be underway. Uh, a design is already technically underway now, but uh, it will be ramping up over the next year. Uh, but construction is about a year from now. Okay, and it's definitely in uh, Florida Department of Transportation's budget. Correct. We've had a meeting and um, they're excited about it. And it, what's kind of interesting and what City Manager Tony Delgado and I were discussing earlier is that um, from the Department of Transportation's perspective. They, they look at uh, transportation and look at ways to move automobiles and multimodal. And this is a project that's interesting because they're also looking at the economic aspects of it. Absolutely. And this goes back almost two, two three years ago. DOT funded a, an overall corridor study that for the first time included a full economic impact analysis of uh, improving Florida Avenue in addition to the traditional safety analyses that we see for other road projects around around the area. So let's show, this is an artist's rendering of what it will look like as a three lane. And and, and those those shots are taken uh, right there at Patterson next to the post office and Vince Schwinn. Um, shows before and after. Um, and, and really just gives you an idea of what to expect when the construction occurs next year. Um, those renderings were developed by DOT. Uh, and and uh, so you know, in terms of what they're able to share with the public right now, um, you know, they're really being very innovative with, yes. this, with this project. And so it's been a real sea change with with DOT words. It was about how wide can we make our roads, how fast can we move uh, cars through a certain corridor, and now how can we make these corridors work for all users. So it was interesting. Last month we had Tom Phillips with the Citrus Connection on, and he was excited that he shared with us that. As we look at the Dixieland Road diet, that he, he talked about getting buses out of that corridor to uh, improve traffic and, and, and enhance traffic, the speeds of traffic going through and the movements of traffic going through. And he's it's just interesting that you've got all these players that are coming together to make this happen. And and that was a big concern that the commission raised was you know if you have one lane in each direction, what happens when a bus stops? Uh, say a Presbyterian Towers to pick people up or drop people off, what does that do to traffic flow? And so the Citrus Connection uh, worked with DOT to get funding for a circular route 
that in essence creates an express bus service from Southgate Plaza to the downtown terminal with smaller buses running on the parallel streets to go to the destinations on both sides of Florida Avenue. And so that's something that will be implemented with this with this road diet test so that we can also look at the transit aspect of this project. So this is again another very unique feature of this of this overall effort. So as a pilot project and it's it's not permanent, what is the time frame for the review process? Is it down for a year? Is it down for two years? What's the sort of the time frame there? Um, the official request is for it to be down uh, for no less than one year. Okay. And that'll give us ideas of traffic flows during winter season, during the summer when the rains are the heaviest. I mean, there's some drainage challenges in this corridor. The school's in, the school's out. So we'll get a full flow and an and idea around the, around the calendar of what the corridor, how it's going to operate. Then after that point, it will be up to the commission to decide whether or not to ask DOT for the full permanent road diet. The design is being proposed by DOT at this point uh, would allow the, that, that work to be in place for about four or five years before a permanent fix would have to be installed. So it's not like FlexPost where uh, you would have to put them in for some period of time. Um, you've got to be maintained. You'd have to, right. you know, I mean, they, those become, become a mess to deal with. This concrete can stay for a longer period of time so that we can then uh, work up the resources, the funding, and, and, and uh, make the additional tweaks necessary for the full for the full project. And it's going to be aesthetic as well. So that's one thing that the Florida Department of Transportation is, is looking at is not only you've got a lot of concrete there and you're going to restrike the, the roadway, but they're talking about doing some planners and making it aesthetically pleasing to the eye. and this could offer new business opportunities with outside seating and things of that nature along that Dixieland corridor that we just haven't seen before. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you go out there right now. Um, I mean, it's probably the most pedestrian, unfriendly corridor that we have in the city. <laughs> and so, I mean, people don't want to walk out there, much less actually sit out there and, and take in the ambiance. Could you it. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, you know, and so this is actually to create a sense of place and to take Correct. all of the successes from downtown and bring them down into Dixieland into another part of our community. Yep. Well, Chuck, I want to thank you for all you do. You're a busy man, and well, I'd like to have you again in the near future to talk a absolutely. little bit about we, we've got some CSX construction taking place, and uh, as we get closer to that, maybe you come back and talk to us about some of the things we're doing regarding railroad crossings. Be happy to. Well, happy thank to. you so thank much. Thank you very much. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Our next guest, we have a couple of individuals from our Parks and Recreation Department that are going to be visiting us. We've got Natalie Gallen, who's going to talk about the Black History Fest, and we have Kevin Polk, who's going to discuss Plante Exoticum. Come in, guys. Come in. And this is television, so you sit close. <laughs> come around here, Kevin. All the way around. There you go. Natalie, how are you today? How are you? Thank Fantastic. You. Good to see you, Kevin. Good how are you, too. sir? Well, Natalie, tell us a little bit about Black History Festival. What are we doing? Okay. Last year was our first year we did the Black History Fest outside in the park, which is Jackson Park. Jackson Park has a lot of history in reference to um, the gentleman that was actually a prestigious person in the community. And we have a monument set up for him. We got flowers around him. We kind of like boosted up a little nice. bit. Nice. So last year was the first year. This year is our second year. Last year we had a 41 vendors. We had the city stage. We had a lot of entertainment. This year we're going to have entertainment also. We have vendors. We include Girl Scouts. They're going to have their cookies out, candid apples, 
curry goat. <laughs> We're going to have clothing, African attire, poetry. We got a whole lot of different people lined up to be there. What's Saturday. the date? Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. And where are the hours? The hours are from 10 o'clock until 5. 10 to 5 this Saturday and at Jackson Park. It's at Jackson Park, which is 1104 Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue. You knew what I was going to ask you next. Yes. <laughs> and if you have any questions, we still have openings for vendors. Okay. It's $20 an opportunity. And if you have any kind of entertainment, come out. Come on. We're, we're accepting people that want to do some entertainment. They entertain the people while they're there. Sounds fun. Yes. I plan on being there. All right. Let's see. I love that curry goat. Okay. And we got bounces for the kids also. I love bouncies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds fun. So, again, that's this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Correct. At Jackson Park. Yes, sir. And there's plenty of parking. Yes. We, the... have, we have different people that will be actually helping people Good. park. We have vendor trucks. We have vendors as far as other people coming in. They're going to be selling clothing and different things. But parking, we will assist people with parking. Sounds good. So, don't miss that. That's Black History Festival this Saturday. Kevin, what else do we have going on? Well, in, uh, in about two weeks from now, uh, plant, uh, Parks and Recreation and Tropical Floor will host their fifth annual plant sale at Hollis Garden. And the event will take place between 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And the visitors will have the opportunity to purchase uh, a variety of plants, such as bromeliads, uh, succulents, codiciforms, um, ferns, air plants, orchids, uh, aeroids, and uh, many other exotic plants. And that is at Hollis Garden? At Hollis and Garden. what's the date on that? February 23rd. And what are the hours? 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yes. And, and there's plenty of parking there. Correct. And we love to have individuals come out. Yep. I, I have, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the Hollis Garden plant sales and all proceeds go to what? The proceeds, 10% uh, of the proceeds go back into the Hollis Garden budget. And how is that money used? Uh, it goes back into our Ag and Hort account, which we, which we're able to purchase more plants. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, and tell us why you're here, because Hollis Garden does a crown jewel here. It, do you, you guys have to plant a lot? Do we plant a lot? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, it's, uh, we plant. <laughs> Yeah, we plant probably around over 18,000 to 20,000 annuals a year. Wow. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what we're going to do in the very near future. I'd love to have you and Stacy come on and we just talk a little bit about Hollis Garden in depth. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can also get Stacy to wear his period garb and talk about his his uh, history that's tour. Yep, that's That'll be fun. fun. Well, I want to thank you guys for all you do. Natalie, we're looking forward to the Black History Festival. And Kevin, we're looking forward to Plantate Exoticum. Yep. So give us that date one more time. It's Mr. going to be on this Saturday from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. And Plante Exoticum. February 23rd. It's uh, two Saturdays from now, from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And if any of y'all are interested in, you know, looking at the retail, just go ahead and visit their website at tropicalfloor.com. And if you'd like to give them a call and request certain plants to come, come to the plant sale, go ahead and call them at 941 351 Two two six seven. So can you say that again? It's nine four one three five one two two six seven. And we'll put that in the show notes as mm -hmm. well. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for all you do. Thanks thank for being you. here. All right. And our next guest is Liz Holiday, who's going to talk a little bit about some of the things going on in the city of Lakeland. Liz, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. So we're on social media. Yes, we how are. How do people follow us? 
You guys can follow us anywhere at Lakeland Gov. Just type in Lakeland Gov and uh, on any of the platforms. Right here. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Nextdoor. Actually, on Nextdoor, we're, we're just the city of Lakeland. But that's fine. You can also find us by typing Lakeland yes, you Gov can. there. So we've got some things happening. You can see the value survey here. Tell yes. us a little bit about some of the things you can find on the city's website. Yeah, so as we you guys mentioned earlier, uh, the community value survey that's going on until February 28th. So it we do have kind of a deadline, and we definitely want to hear from everybody um, because it helps with our budget for next year. Yeah, we look at items that come up on the Lakeland Value Survey, and we certainly use that as one of our tools to figure out how we're going to spend our, our money in the upcoming year. So definitely visit our, our website and take the Lakeland Value Survey. And you can also uh, put in to, to win something. You can get a street sign in your name. and uh, Yeah, there's a bunch of prizes on uh, Lakeland Flying Tigers tickets. And there's I think there's four or five different prizes. They're all listed on the survey. So, so. De definitely take the survey. And upcoming, we're also going to be having our Lakeland Recycle Survey. So look for that in the very near future. That's going to start in March. And 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 there's an accessibility survey, which is live now, and um, that has to do with if you want to help make Lakeland more accessible for citizens and visitors with disabilities, then this survey is for you. It's a it is a longer survey, but so just buckle down. You can you can sign out. You can walk away from your computer, come back, and as long as you're on the same computer, it'll be wherever you were. And um, that's also on our surveys page, which is LakelandGov.net/surveys, and we'll put that in the link in the links. Thank you, Liz, and mm -hmm. that's really important as we always are looking at ways to improve, especially for our visitors here with mobility issues. Uh, we can enhance our services so they're accessible to all. It's always a good thing. So please take the time out and take that survey as well. So yes. we have some events. Yes, and actually tonight is one with our Woo, Sister Cities tonight. International. Yeah, Sister Cities and Harrison School for the Arts have partnered for um, a creative writing and arts event. Yep. And so that's tonight at Harrison. That's on our community and city calendar at lakelandgovnet slash slash events. I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, and that's at Harrison School for the Arts in their atrium area. Mm -hmm. And what time is that? You so know? that's tonight. I'm not sure, but you know, our calendar does 6 p.m. <laughs> our calendar is just awesome. It's robust. Um, tomorrow night, RP Funding Center has an Imperial uh, Symphony Orchestra there. We already talked about the Black History Festival on the 16th <laughs> and Plante Exoticum on the 23rd. Um, RP Funding has a lot of stuff coming up. The Piano Guys is on the 18th, and there's actually a free Lunch and Learn that is going to be at Lakeland Electric and uh, those are great especially if you're into gardening. I've been to them myself because I'm trying to learn and I get free lunch and they teach you something. So this one's about choosing the right plant for the right place. So Sounds fun. If you look on our calendar you can um, you can find those events and for the lunch and learn you do have to RSVP so they know how much food to buy. So Very there's good. a link in there. And we talked about Plant Exoticum. Mm -hmm. That's around the corner. So what, tell us about the fabulous fan photos. Yes, so for those of you who don't know, on our Facebook page we have a fabulous fan photos album. I think we have three of those now because there's been so many photos submitted over the years. But we love to see what everybody's doing in Lakeland and we love to see why you love Lakeland, what you think is beautiful, maybe events you've gone to, anything fun. We, last year was Year of the Dog and we posted a ton of dog photos. Um, this is Year of the Pig so we haven't really gotten any. No. Well, if you are a pig lover or an owner of a pig and it's year of the pig, 
please send us your pet pig. Yes. A picture of your pet pig. But if you'd like to share any of your photos with us, we'd love to see them and share them in that album. It's um, You can send a private message to our Facebook page and just attach the photo there, or you can email communications at lakelandgov.net. And what about videos? And videos. So our Vimeo page is really cool because you can actually download your own copies of the videos. A lot of people, you might not want to download a city commission meeting, or you might, but maybe for the Christmas parade and events like that, you might want to have your own copy of it. So um, any of our videos are available for download at Lakeland, uh, sorry, at vimeo.com slash lakelandgov. And I'm pulling that up now. We have our you can actually, our Vimeo page is searchable, so if you have an interest in a certain video, you can certainly search it and find it very, very easily. So, Liz, I want to thank you for being here, yes, and thanks thank for all you, you do, and continue doing that great work with our social media. Well, this has been a very interesting and informative program for our February Access Live. I will see you next month in March. Until then... Go see a spring training game. It's right around the corner. We have pitchers and catchers moving in. Equipment moved in last week. If you want to see a really cool video, Nate, our executive producer of this program, and Liz went out to the stadium and, and ran around and, and, and took some cool shots. So that's right around the corner. We have the Black History Festival this Saturday. I plan on being there. And, of course, we got Plant Exotica around the corner and a lot happening. Go to lakelandgov.net and look at our events page to see what you can do. See you soon. Thanks for watching.